So here we are, sitting in the bodybuilder's arms, the only pub where a positive steroid test is a requirement for entry, taking a quick break <laughs> after our escape from Arnie's death gym to have a drink, a debrief on the room, and to see who's coming in hot for some spicy chat. Uh, but first, it's my round, so who's drinking what? Cool. Um, so, um, Bailey, um, I'm drinking a white wine, um, you know, very on brand, but also the, the wine is called Bergerac, like a oh. like the 90s cop show drama. Love I it. I think on the... I- is that the one set on the Isle of Wight, but with Ian McShane? I'm so going to say I yes. Just, I've no idea. Yeah, I didn't buy it. I I just took it out of the fridge this evening because it's, it's been in there since Christmas. And I was like, I'm going to have a wine tonight. And it's called Bergerac. And on I theme. thought, that's pretty cool. So like, I don't know. Is why. it a tie-in? Does it have him on the bottle? It, um, no, <laughs> it's 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 got um, some gates into a vineyard so um, no looks just like I Ian wish, McShane I wish I w- <laughs> maybe it's Bergerac's house it's Bergerac's vineyard okay um, I'm Bergerac and I'm <laughs> no I'm Don um, and uh, I'm having a pint of lager um, as per it's probably slightly less flavoursome than uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's sweat <laughs> oh wow um, hopefully less chemicals as well Oh, uh, it's a Cronenberg, so it's a Lovely. good old-fashioned, simple... Yep, it's only got water, barley, glucose syrup, hops, hop extract, and nutritional value. Oh, no, it hasn't oh. got nutritional <laughs> values. That's the next sentence. That's the next sentence. <laughs> it has no nutritional value. You heard it your first. God, that would save so much time, wouldn't it, if nutritional value was just an ingredient you could add to things. Be like, oh, man, I'm... Three days of pizza on the trot. I know, I'll just sprinkle some nutritional value over the top. <laughs> no, it's great for me. <laughs> it's funny you say that, but for Christmas, I got a new role-play game, uh, which is called Cyborg. Um, it's the cyberpunk hack of another role-play game called Merkborg. But because it's cyberpunk, if you they have two differently priced levels of food uh, at, a, at any kind of food vendor in the city. One of them is food, and one of them is food with nutrition added. <laughs> oh, that's the more expensive one that has the added nutrition. So yeah, you can just eat completely neutral mush. <laughs> How am I drinking? Oh, you're right there. I'm Mike still, and I'm drinking. Uh, I'm drinking Penderin single malt. Um, it's last year's bottle because my uh, my mother-in-law gets me a bottle every year, and it's just a really lovely single malt. It is good. Um, it's Welsh. It's not, it's not. It's Welsh. It's made from made from proper Welsh water. Um, which is much better than Milton Keynes water because you can drink it rather than having to walk across it. Um, like Jesus. So, yeah. yeah like, I, you know, I try to keep the Jesus illusions and myself as separate as possible. But sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's very hard. Much like my fucking tap water. Um, but, uh, but yeah. So yeah, I mean, I'm enjoying it. It's good. I'm Jamie and I'm drinking a Blord cherry-flavoured mead. I got it for Christmas from the Lindisfarne Brewery. Good Lord. And I've been I've been saving it since Christmas Day, and it's been in my fridge, taunting me, and I've kept it for this for this recording. And it's uh, I, I'm a, I'm a big people, listeners know that I'm a very big fan of mead. I'm also a very big fan of anything cherry flavored. So this ticks all of my boxes. Oh wow! Mm. Who got it? You like for Christmas? Uh, so this one was my parents, I believe. Uh, this one so you get multiple I, meads I, for Christmas. I had a second bottle of mead which is sort of just a plain honey mead from Lindisfarne as well I'm a very lucky boy oh, very yeah. nice. do I need to be getting mead from Lindisfarne wait I thought that no one lived there anymore is it, is it just the ghosts of pillaged monks who <laughs> could be I mean maybe that's why it tastes so lovely 
Maybe. It's all the, it's all the ectoplasm. It's just, yeah, <laughs> ghost mm. feed. It's a, good, it's a good life. Yeah. It's a good life. And as yeah. a Christmas miracle, I um, also received a mysterious package in the post that came with a, a brand new mood <gasps> cap. I, oh, lovely. I, I lamented on an episode pre, like in November about how my mead caps had all broken and I had no receptacle. I was I drinking remember. on a jam jars like Listen a fucking that, yeah. peasant. And then randomly in the post, I got a little parcel with a, a little... The mead, mead gods caps, were smiling really down on you. I don't know. So that's still a mystery. Well, I don't know, A, who sent it, and B, who has my address. Uh, but whoever you are, thank mm. you. And what, so, uh, Sorry, it wasn't just like, you drink a lot of mead, here's a free cup from, like, your mead supplier. It was just a rife. <laughs> Christmas special from your, your council, council estate mead supplier. Like, Jamie, you're putting my kids through college. Look, yeah. We tried to... We, <laughs> We tried an intervention. It didn't work. We might as well just enable him now. Just give him the fucking cup. Yeah, <laughs> He's drinking like, meat out of his hands like a peasant. Like, we feel sorry for the guy. <laughs> look, at, look at him. He's just slipping it off the floor like a like a little puppy. I would, because this meat is delicious. So, yeah, I don't know where it came from, but whoever sent it, if you're listening, thank you very much. There we go. You're a brave man for not being terrified by that. I would be. I'd probably move. Is, is it like the, um, the black spot in... Uh, Muppets. I, no, no, not not normal treasure. Oh, wait, Island. you're going to say Muppets, Muppets treasure, treasure Island? Specifically, the Soul Island. Oh, I love your uh, your your cultural breadth. Really. Not Robin Louis Stevenson. Muppets. Henson. That's where it's at. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about Mike. Don't act like you. Uh, you're not as cultural as. I me. think it's the best Muppets film. It, oh, I love it. Oh, second best. Second best. Oh, Muppets Christmas Carol. Yeah, that's the best. Oh. Tied, tied for first. I think I love both. I love both. Tim Curry in the role he was born to play. Treasure Island is the better movie. I just love Christmas Carol more. Spoiler <laughs> warning for the previous episode. If you've not listened to it, please go back and do so. We will be talking about uh, all the ins and outs of the episode. So pause now, listen to the puzzle, and then come back. We'll be waiting for you. With that in mind, so we've just escaped from Arnie's death gym. Uh, just a quick recap of that puzzle. The solvers were trapped in a gym and needed to uh, find enough sweat to power the sweat lock to get out before Arnie forced them into a spin class. And they did so incredibly quickly through some very quick maths, uh, some wonderful interpretive dance with some exercise descriptions and a, a clever use of a, of a skipping rope. So well done to all of you. Uh, you think you got out in like with like eight minutes to spare. Absolutely fantastic. Fair play. That was Thank you very one. much. Yeah. It was one of, one of those good ones which um, makes you feel clever. Yeah, we, we we saw the solution for each of them pretty quickly. We saw the connections, and I was like, "I feel smart." <laughs> and sometimes yeah, yeah. the real puzzle is in making people feel like they're smart, and it's not too abstract while not making it look like obliquely easy. So yeah, I thought that was a that was a good one because made me feel good about myself. Yeah, and the visuals were good. I I thought the the visuals that you created, Jamie, um, were. Did you the stick men, the phallic ones? Did you draw them? Or did you find them? Those stick men are part of uh, an actual cipher. Uh, it's called the Dancing Men cipher. Uh, it featured oh. in one of the Sherlock Holmes stories. Um, mm. And that's my link into this episode, because as of now, um, all of the Sherlock Holmes stories are now public domain. That's why I included it. Uh, is, that, is that globally? Because I know that different countries have different laws, yeah, don't they? Yeah, here at least, and I think in the US as well, it is. Um, okay, yeah, I think it's, it's actually us that hold on to them for longer. 
up. Which it's crazy. The shit considering, considering how America is so hot on IP, it's crazy that their copyrights expire so much faster. Yeah. Um, most of the Sherlock Holmes stories are already public domain, but like some of the later ones that Conan Doyle wrote were still copyright recently because um, the people... Uh, the, the Conan Doyle estate tried to sue the people that made Enola Holmes, uh, those films, no. because I remember, yeah. Sherlock in that in those films was actually not an asshole. And they're like... Sh- oh, it's because he shows emotion. Yeah. yeah. Sherlock's, an ass- Sherlock's only not an asshole in the later stories, which are protected under copyright. And <laughs> rah, rah, rah. What? Um, <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, I know. fantastic. They, they tried oh, to, yeah. to sue, and it didn't work, thankfully. They settled it or, or whatever, and it was all fine. But no, I think the whole canon is... Uh, completely is in the public domain. So watch out. There's going to be a lot of fan fiction that's now getting legit. I have to... I I, I can understand why the Conan Doyle estate or whoever it is that ended up uh, sitting on that money egg um, tried to fight that, though, because they would know that all... Yeah, all revenue is about to stop. So in those yeah. last two years, like, if someone for everything yeah. to make a film about yeah. a bit that you still own, then yeah, I think I'd probably give it a punt as well. And you know that it was definitely settled by Netflix going, sure, here's some yeah. money because yeah. this is a full movie with her from Stranger Things. We know it's going to make bank. I assume. I don't know how Netflix makes money. But then the Sherlock um, that that estate has been that's that's been like their big business thing for the last. It's for decades. They've just been kind of systematically anybody even mentions or, or smells a whiff of Sherlock anywhere in the world, and they're there like, "Where's our cat?" Um, but isn't but that if what that's all how, the states do? Yeah. And if that's your income, like if 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 I didn't have to actually do, I don't know if they've got jobs. They might do. This is a massive wild <laughs> assumption. But if I could get away with not working and go off like a great 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 ancestor, like whatever. I'd fucking fight as well. To be <laughs> yeah, no, completely. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's everybody's against generational wealth until it's there. Yeah, it's like, just oh, like sounds, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I, that sounds <laughs> fucking brilliant. I'm I am I'm glad that um, you you picked up on all three of the, of the methods that I wanted you to find oh, yeah. to get the sweat from the cylinder to the to the door. I was like, I need to give them multiple ways to get one into the other. So, so what, there's loads of towels yeah. that you could soak up and wring out. You started to do that. Uh, there was the protein. Uh, powder tubs you could well have done, those Dom. out scooped out the tubs and would have been enough to get into the the cylinder then Mike wouldn't have had to get sweat in his mouth that's true mm. that would have been nice um, but yeah the one that I was I was least expecting you to get the skipping rope and using it as a siphon but I really hope <laughs> that you did I'm so glad that you did just for the visceral image of Mike getting bombarded with other people's sweat yeah. in his gob but also Dom just I just want <laughs> Point again, Dom voluntary, voluntary, like said, my taste is sweat. <laughs> so it's just like, and then acted like we'd made him do it. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's like, like, you put yourself on that pedestal, Dom, and then, and then Mike. He's, he's, he's drinking it like Augustus Gloop from the Chocolate River. <laughs> Look what you made me do. Whatever. So are there any Arnie references we missed there, James? Um, I think you got them all, to be fair. The, it was it was just the ones that were uh, Who's Mildred? List. Oh, Mildred. Oh, yeah. oh, is that Jamie Lee Curtis? No, Mildred is the oh. housekeeper that Arnie had an affair with in, in his younger days. 
and uh, and father to son with. Yeah. No. Why are we bringing that up? She was his mistress. I mean, I know that we're literally squeezing out his dirty laundry, but do we have to do it metaphorically as well? (laughs) Yes. Oh my God. (laughs) So many layers. He was very, he was very public with his affair uh, a couple of years back. So it's all out in the open. It's like how public? Like they were shagging on the (laughs) bonnet. I mean, you couldn't get away from it. If you look, if you look at his, his, um, his child that he had with, with her, like, is he just Arnie? Is he Conan? Pretty much, yeah. It's like there's no denying that that was his kid. So he's like, oh shit, <laughs> I better come clean. Hey, at least he didn't come out looking like his brother Danny DeVito. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mantis oh. to Morgan. Mantis. Oh my god, you missed that. Oh shit! Oh, there's Jimmy the Earl. connection. There's the connection. Yeah, only connection. That was unintentional. Mantis to Morgan. Oh, I love uh, oh he says that. actually, Julius Benedict isn't in the Expendables. He is in Twins. That's his character, <gasps> in Twins. Oh, yes. yeah. yeah. And what's Danny? De- oh, I need to watch that film again. I think the the last time I watched it, it was just on like an ITV. What's his name in Junior? Which is a film where he squeezes a baby out of his ass. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, that's, that's classic timeless family film. <laughs> Sorry, I just had an image of guys. I've had an, an idea for a film. You'll never get like it's the best idea. Like it'll blow the minds of nineties cinema, and. What Dom just said. <laughs> this guy is pregnant and he blows the baby out of his ass. Yeah, just like just Poor Emma Thompson watches. We need Emma Thompson there in the room watching it happen. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, the only person on earth who's been able to fart a human. <laughs> I love that's what he's doing all his weightlifting for. <laughs> <laughs> just to build That's up the abdominal strength. No, we have to have those special special belts to stop that happening, don't they? Yeah, that's the thing. He trains for years, and then when he's ready, he takes the belt off. <laughs> fully formed human comes out, and it's Danny DeVito. That's how twins met. It's a bargain. It's like Danny DeVito coming out of that sofa, and all. Oh. <laughs> and it all it's full circle. First this full is, circle. This is all uh. planned. This is all. <laughs> Totally. Uh, seamless. Speaking speak of Always Sunny and their wonderful podcast, is a segment that Ooh. we've uh, taken inspiration from. Who's coming in hot? And I believe, Mike, you've got a little something for us today. Uh, it feels less spicy than all this, to be honest. I just, I say, I just wanted to share a, I wanted to share a podcast recommendation. But um, does anybody ever listen to Reply All? Yes, Gimlet Media. No. So, uh, so Tell Reply me more. All was well. Okay, it was this podcast for ran for years and years and years. Um, Gimlet Media, uh, PJ Vote and Alex Goldman. Um, but they were brilliant. Sorry, Alex what? Goldman. Alex Goldman. Um, and they just did this really kind of like brilliant sort of uh, story-based journalism thing around uh, digital culture and there's all the expanding frontiers of sort of digitalness. And it was brilliant. Um, anyway, and then uh, the show managed to have some sort of like controversy itself into oblivion. Uh, PJ and- was an anti-union scab. Carry on, Mike. Oh, PJ anti anti union. Um, Dom has no and... feelings on this. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, subsequently, subsequently, the show kind of collapsed. Like the show um, kind of collapsed, and they tried to get it started with another host. It didn't really work. But the uh, producer left as well. Truthy Primnani, Primnani, Primnani. I can't help you. Um, anyway, they've got a new podcast which I've just been listening to, which is about. Uh, it's called Crypto Land, um, and it's just kind of I've... just reporting on the whole sort of weird cryptocurrency phenomenon. And it's I've just really enjoyed it because it's the first one, it's the first one of these that I've seen and would recommend because it's a pretty impar- it's it's the most impartial take on cryptocurrency I've seen so far. While at the same time showing the massive extremes of people being frothing kind of religious zealots about the whole concept of it. 
back and then the weird overlap between them and kind of you know this whole sort of you know incels and extreme right wing stuff and just general madness uh, and people going it's a scam and i can't wait to point at this in a few years and go i told you so um and him just kind of in the middle managing somehow to stay unsullied by either of it i just i really love his reporting style he's got this really wait, beautiful who, way of uh, telling stories oh sorry pj pj votes okay. um yeah he's and, and truth he's um producing it but it's just so good but yeah i just yeah basically i've been listening to it, i'm like oh man this is giving me a totally new uh perspective on the whole crypto thing um and how it's just insane like the more you hear about it, the madder it sounds, and the more you're like, "How are people still putting money into this?" So yeah, sorry, that was my that was my hot thing coming in. It's just been it's been burning in me um, since we listened to. it. I love it because we've been painting everything. I mean, been I... hunk of holy crypto. <laughs> well, uh, we'll, ch- <laughs> we'll check a link to it in the uh, in the show notes as well. It sounds good. I'm yeah, I don't understand the point of crypto currency. It just seems like a scam. Um, I think it's the perfect evolution of capitalism. I mean, like, like, don't get me wrong, I I hate crypto and everything it stands for. Uh, NFTs, it can all uh, go straight to hell without passing go. But at the same time, everyone who seems to think it's some monstrous new development, like, you know, money isn't real either, right, guys? Yeah, precisely. digital for 20 years, like... It's, it's contactless, next, isn't it? Yeah. It's just the, the only next reason step. people aren't happy is because because it or everyone who likes it and promotes it are either the worst celebrities or tech bros, and that's why everybody who isn't one of those people hates it because they or someone who doesn't want to be one of those people. It's just because of who's promoting it. If Emma yeah. Thompson came out and was like, you know what, I actually really like it. It's just like online banking, except it kills the planet faster and. You know, we're all really secretly waiting for that at this point. Then, how does like, it, in terms of killing the planet, how? I, I can tell you. I can tell you how it kills the planet oh. really quickly. Okay. So people mine for these virtual coins by basically telling their computers to solve a puzzle. If computer solve math problem, computer gets a chance of winning one of these coins. Basically, right. Um, but imagine uh, Alan's gaming computer running at full whack all day, every day, and what that would do to your power bills and what that would do to the energy consumption. Now oh. imagine a million of those or a hundred million of those like all running simultaneously. Yeah, exactly. Literally just to hoover non-existent currency out of consuming real-life power and producing real CO2. So, so the value the of it is fuck? generated by the work done, which is you know true of most things in this universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the work done, as Mike said, is basically your computer working out little number puzzles. So it's basically the same as saying you get one leaf for every tree you cut down. And so everybody goes out and cuts down trees, but only takes one leaf from each and then goes, look, I'm rich. Do you think that this is how, like, when currency was first introduced? Like, hey, guys, guess what? You don't have to carry your precious metals around anymore. Use these little coins instead. It's basically the same thing. And everyone just goes, not from you, you bellend. Look at you. Yeah. Walking around with your jingle jangle, you absolute prick. No, I'm not going to do that. The the piece of paper was basically an IOU, and you at least had the precious metal in your strongest cupboard. Whereas now, you know, it's, but then the thing is, the precious metal is only precious as we say they are, and uh, numbers on a screen are only as precious as we say they are. There's no difference. Currency is all about what we agree it is. Well, I mean, yeah. ironically, it turns out that the thing that has given a lot of currencies their weight by the looks of things is, is regulation, which is the big thing that crypto is about, is deregulation. But it turns out that if you look at all the kind of the big trends, it's like whenever cryptocurrency collapses, it's because there's been some massive fraud or some massive scam 
And it's like, hey, if there was a regulator regulating that, then that wouldn't happen. Um, but up until that point, you know, you got countries like, was it Venezuela or somebody who was like, hey, we're going to start accepting Bitcoin as a currency and we're going to buy 500 million at the peak. And oh God, oh God, literally a month later, it's tanked. Oh no, oh no. And then Sam Bankman Freed, who's just um, go, he's going to jail forever um, for <laughs> essentially embezzling and losing 20 billion quid or something. Wow. Um, yeah, fraud without even winning. And that's the bell for last orders. So the pub is closing up, the drunks are being thrown into the street, and that's us for another episode. We'll see you next time where we're escaping from an oncoming horde of green berries with no way out, apart from doors to the karaoke room and the chocolate factory. We'll see you next time on the Infinite Escape Room. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.